the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's Arthur Idala on AM 970. The answer. This is the Arthur Idala Power Hour with quintessential New Yorker attorney Arthur Idala, New York's go to lawyer. He's here to share his stories from in the courtroom and around the city with interviews from high profile guests and everyday folks calling in to talk about everything from politics, lifestyle, health and wellness, and more. And now your host, making the case for the city he loves, attorney Arthur Idala. Real hot, smoking hot, super hot. Wear a suit. Wear a navy blue suit and walk around the streets of Midtown Manhattan. You want to know how hot it is? It's hot. It's real hot. Super hot. Way hot. Hotter than hot. And it's going to keep being hot. Uh, And, you know, it's dangerous. Uh, It really is. So a guy passed out in the middle of the street in New York City. Uh, Seems like he passed out from heat exhaustion uh, that I saw today. Obviously, there could have been other reasons why someone passes out, but it's hot. And, you know, you appreciate some people who have some jobs walking around the streets today in midtown Manhattan. The guys who work in those little carts and they're cooking your lunch. Wow, that's hot. Um, And I got like a half a sore throat because you go in the hot, then you go outside, it's hot. Then you go inside and you got the freezing air conditioning. You go outside, it's hot. Then you go inside and you got the, the, the freezing air conditioning. It's like, whoa. But, um, I'll tell you what's hot. The well, first of all, I want to give a little appreciation because you see police officers walking outside their cars. They're wearing bulletproof vests. You know how hot that is. Uh, the construction workers out there, it's hot. I don't care what the thermometer says. I don't care what it says on your your phone. You're on those black asphalt streets. It's hot, and those jobs are not easy jobs to have to begin with. You add the the temperature. God bless you. Thank you so much. We have a very special guest on today. Kind of like the boss of the whole Salem situation here that runs this station and other stations. I'm going to get into that. Uh, the Honorable Phil Boyce. But before we do, I just want to talk about some other things that are hot. Now, believe it or not, the economy is supposed to be all messed up. And yet the housing market has, um, has set a new record. And it's something I kind of follow is, you know, what's going on in the world of real estate because... It has a pretty big effect on on our daily lives. You know, where can you live and how much can you afford? And those are really big decisions. Um, I could tell you that when I was looking to buy my first home, um, well, that's not true, my second home, I did something a little crazy. I bought my weekend home before I bought a real home. And I remember I sat down with uh, my dear friend's dad, Joe Hassan, um, and he's a financial advisor, and I was uh, 36, I think it was, 37, something like that. And I said, Mr. Hassan, listen, I have a few bucks in the bank. I'm living in this little apartment that I'm renting, 
and um, I want to buy a house out in eastern Long Island. That's been my dream, and I feel like if I don't do that now, I'm never going to attain that dream. I said, but I know it's a little ridiculous to buy a second home before you own a first home. I was not thinking about living out there full time. It was going to be a weekend slash vacation home. I call it a mental hygiene home because when I go there, as soon as I even get on the highway heading there, it's like, ah, relief. Um, And I will never forget what Mr. Hassan said. He said, well, Arthur, I know it's uh, unorthodox. He said, but if you were a stock, I would be investing in you right now. Or if you were a corporation, I'd be investing in your stock right now. I think you could do it. So, um, but even that home purchase, I could use that as a as an example. You know that expression, location, location, location? Well, that is absolutely true. So if you took my exact home uh, where it is currently in the portion of eastern Long Island and you moved it literally 7, 8, 10 miles further east, it would cost, I don't want to say 10 times as much, but probably close to 7 times as much. Same exact thing here in Brooklyn, Bay Ridge, Brooklyn. Um, You take hypothetically a million dollars and you say, okay, I'm going to spend that in Bay Ridge, Brooklyn. You get a nice house. I mean, it's nothing like it's going to blow you away. It's, you know, it's a nice house. It's probably going to be a three bedroom house with maybe like a powder room and maybe, maybe, maybe two full baths. Um, One of those maybe being in the basement. You take that one, that same $1 million and you go right over the Verrazano Bridge and you're going to get such a bigger bang for your buck uh, and such a bigger, a bigger home. Or, you know, or if you went to certain parts of New Jersey with that million dollars, certain parts of Long Island with that million dollars, but it all depends on where you want to live. And, um, you know, there's the equity in your home that you could use maybe i mean and and that was the way i rationalized buying my second home first i said look i'm going to use this as a savings vehicle because as you pay down the mortgage and you have equity in the house eventually you're usually in a position where you could borrow against it and i i've already done that once and my thinking at the time was i was cautiously optimistic i was going to have children because i bought my first home before i had children I said, listen, if I pay down the mortgage on this house for the the first 18 years, um, by the time my child is ready to go to school, um, there should be a big hunk of equity in the home if things don't go sideways, and thank God they haven't. And I'll be able to borrow money from that if I need money to pay for my child's education. Of course, I did what I would advise everyone to do. I don't care. If you have very, very little expendable income, I opened up one of these New York State 529 plans, which is a college saving plan for your child. And I don't care if you're putting $10 a month away. Believe it or not, over the course of 18 years, if you open it the day, the week that your child is born, and literally if you're putting, okay, $10 may be a little light, but if you put $10 a week um, and and you just do that for the, the course of 18 years, you know what? You may be able to pay for a state university or at least the first couple of years uh, for a state university. Um, but real estate has a big play to do in, in our lives, in mo- many of our lives, whether it's the rental market or the homeowner's market. And the reason why I bring this up is it's the lead story in the Wall Street Journal. U.S. home prices hit record of $416,000 in June as sales continue to slide. So the prices are going up but of what is selling, but I guess there are not as many uh, homes that are selling 
And now that the interest rates went up, um, that'll make it even more difficult because of the higher interest rates are the less home you can afford. I'll just read one paragraph. The median sales price of an existing home climbed to $416,000 in June. The National Association of Realtors said Wednesday, that would be today, up 13.4% on the year and the highest since records began in 1999. So, um, you know, hey, that's what's going on. And that it, it, it just, you hear about people struggling with money, <clears throat> Tesla, they just had their first, I think, losing quarter um, since they've uh, they've been in business. And, you know, you get to hear Tesla and streak of record quarterly profits. Elon Musk's electric vehicle maker reported its first sequential decline in quarterly profit in more than a year as it recovers from an extended shutdown at its Shanghai assembly plant. Well, it also says that Tesla sells sold off 75% of its Bitcoin purchases. So, let's talk a little economy here on the Authorized Dollar Power Up. Before we get into Phil Boyce um, talking about the state of radio, we're going to get a little state of the union of radio because you're going to hear he's the master. But I kind of like doing this. You know, I do this on a regular basis for myself. You all get the news early in the morning and you get to hear Piscopo talk about, you know, what happened overnight. But, you know, at 6 o'clock at night, I mean, I before I did this radio show and I would be winding down at the office – what happened today? In the old days, we would turn on 6 o'clock news, but now you don't have to wait for uh, – I would do the local 6 o'clock news and with Chuck Scarborough, who's still on, uh, and then the national news. But, you know, I take a quick look just so you all know. I look at the Wall Street Journal, the, um, the Wall Street Journal, the uh, New York Times, the New York Post, and the Daily News. That's my, my four across on, on my phone uh, are usually this time of the day to see what's going on. And it, it really today was – mostly about the economy. Sadly, there was uh, a 14-year-old kid was shot and killed in New York City, and it seems like he was targeted. I could only imagine what what was going on there, but any time we get the loss of a young person, there was all these shootings over the weekend, and the heat does not help. I can tell you as a former prosecutor, in the summertime when things get hot, people's tempers get short, and a lot more people are outside and interacting, and not good things happen. Let's put it that way. There are all these New York City cooling centers that are open. And if you are uh, in in a situation where, you know, you overweight, you're diabetic, you're susceptible to heat, you can easily find one of these cooling centers to go cool off. Or you could do what Arthur and I just did. Little Arthur, we went into the park and we went into the sprinklers. And boy, you'd be a surprise. As hot as we were, that water was cold coming out of the New York City Park Department uh, sprinkler system. And it cooled us right down. So we had a lot of fun. I played a little bit of hooky today. I'll talk about that at the end of the show or tomorrow. We're going to come back with Phil Boyce. He's the boss of all bosses. So don't go anywhere. Well, you guys know what I'm going to talk to you about now. We're going to talk about our friends at Connors and Sullivan because they are the people who are going to take care of you if and when you're not here or if and when you are incapacitated. When we're healthy, we think we don't need a power of attorney. We don't think we need a health care proxy. We think we could worry about that when we're older or become sick. And you know what, folks? Nothing could be further from the truth. The fact is, 
if something happens to you, you might not be able to designate a power of attorney, meaning signing those forms, or a healthcare proxy, meaning signing those forms, and there's got to be a notary, and everyone's got to, uh, you know, um, all the forms have to be done the right way, and you have to be of sound mind and body. You can't just be laying there and someone just takes your fingers and put an X on your uh, your paperwork. And what would happen if you're incapacitated? Well, then the state or the courts, uh, they, they may make choices for you. The doctors would make medical decisions for you. Is that really what you want as opposed to a significant other or a spouse? It's essential to create a power of attorney and healthcare proxy now as soon as you can when you're healthy. And the lawyers at Connors and Sullivan can do that. They will do it easily. They'll make it stress-free for you. It's not going to be very expensive. They really know their stuff. They've been doing it for 40 years. They'll help you make a plan that protects you best. You'll designate who you want to make decisions for you. So it's no issues whatsoever. You're going to get a free in-person initial consultation with a lawyer all you got to do is call 718-238-6500, 718-238-6500, or go to connorsandsullivan.com. Dad, why do your toenails look like that? Hey, it's James, and if you're like me and suffer from toenail fungus, please pay close attention. Let's face it, toe fungus is embarrassing. I was afraid to take my socks off and hid my ugly toes from everybody. But nail fungus isn't just a cosmetic problem. It can also be dangerous. Even a small spot can spread and get worse. But no matter what I tried, it seemed like my fungus would never go away. Then I discovered Crystal Flush, the new and different FDA-registered at-home treatment. This unique two-step system flushes out fungus at its source and reverses damaged nails. Finally, me and thousands of others are free from fungus, and you can be too. Call now, and for a limited time, you can try Crystal Flush risk-free for 30 days. Call 800-354-1862. That's 800-354-1862. Eliminate your toe fungus once and for all, guaranteed. Call now, 800-354-1862, or visit crystalflush.com. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. Freehold Mitsubishi in Freehold Township, New Jersey, is proud to be an automotive leader in our area and sponsor of the Arthur Idala Power Hour. Driving ambition for 40 years in the United States, Mitsubishi Motors sees the automotive industry differently. Mitsubishi challenges convention with innovative approaches in the way Mitsubishi engineers and builds their vehicles. Just look at the all-new redesigned 2022 Mitsubishi Outlander, now in stock in all trim levels and all with a flexibility of third-row seating. Visit Freehold Mitsubishi today. Freehold Mitsubishi. Mitsubishi.com or call 732-863-2788. Well, you can tell everybody. Yeah, you can tell everybody. Go ahead and tell everybody. I'm the man, I'm the man, I'm the man. Yes, I am, yes, I am, yes, I am. Yes, I am. I'm the man, I'm the man, I'm the man. I believe every lie that I ever told. Well, somehow or another, we have the man. The man uh, who is uh, who runs this basically the whole Salem radio network. Not just uh, the one you're listening to, but uh, the big network. So I want to welcome, without further ado, to the airwaves of the Authorized Dollar Power Hour, the great, the name that I've been hearing since I'm a, a little boy. Well, not that little, but... A younger man, uh, Phil Boyce. Hey, Phil, how are you? Arthur, how are you? What an honor it is for me to be on with you. This oh. is uh, this is fun. 
Okay, Phil. I don't know. I don't know where the honor lies in which direction, but okay, I'll take you on your, your word on that one, Phil. Let, let's just talk about because I, uh, all kidding aside, I do feel like I've been hearing your name for a very, very, very long time uh, in the world of radio. Uh, and I, I'd be lying if I said, you know, it, it was typically associated with WABC. And then over the last, I guess, close to a decade now, it's been with Salem. But as a kid, you know, it was always, uh, I don't know, everyone would bring your name up, all the, all the hosts on WABC um, all the time. You know, oh, Phil Boyce said we could do this or we can't do that. And you'd pop on and be a guest. Just give the folks uh, who are listening a little history, a little background of Phil Boyce and your ascendancy in the world of radio. For sure. I mean, Arthur, I started when I was 14 years old at a 1,000-watt AM daytimer in Pueblo, Colorado. I had no idea what I was doing. I'm still working in radio today. How many people get to say they they could do that? And I I just started climbing the radio ladder. So I went to bigger markets and bigger stations. I made it to Oklahoma City, then to Denver, then to Detroit, and finally – In 1995, I made it to New York City. That was my dream job. And a year later, I had to fire my number one host, Bob Grant. Uh, It wasn't really my decision, but Disney made me do it. Disney was our owner. And uh, Bob went across town and took half my listeners overnight. We went from being the most listened to news talk station in the nation to being an also ran. And guess who was running the station that took Bob Grant, that would be our friend Jerry Crowley. So uh, Jerry beat me for a while. There, there were, uh, I don't know, maybe four or five years there he was beating me, but I knew it would take five years to get back what we had, and it did. And during that five years, I found Sean Hannity and Mark Levin and created Curtis and Kuby, and we recreated WABC, and we finally got back to where we were as the most listened to news talk station in the nation. All so right, I it need was... to back up. Hold on, Philly. You, you, yeah. you, you, you just gave us so much information. First of all, <laughs> you said your first radio show was, was, was where? In Colorado? Is that what you said? Yeah, Pueblo, Colorado. I was 14 years old. Okay. Is that where you grew up? Yeah, I grew up in Pueblo. And, and it was 100,000 people with 11 radio stations. It was easy to get a job there. My voice hadn't changed. I, I still sounded like a girl, but it was fine. It was a great place to learn and start. And uh, what a great business radio has been for us. So when you uh, eventually when you got to WABC in 1995, what was your position? I was the program director. Okay, and, so you, uh, you started you know, I, in a pretty high position. You weren't you weren't over there in WBC getting uh, coffee for Bob Grant. No, I, I, I and of course Rush Limbaugh was there, and he was doing the show out of our building, and it was a very big station at that time, and and it still is today. So uh, yeah, it was uh, it, it was the highlight of my career to get that job at WABC, and I lasted there fourteen years, which is like a hundred years in dog years. Yeah, you know, in this business, they expect you to go to the Super Bowl every year, and you know that's not always possible. But uh, I'm I'm just delighted that I'm with Salem now because this is a great company that allows me to use all those skills that I learned during the 14 years at WABC, and now I get to use them for good because Salem is a company that cares about the country, and we're trying to save the country. So that's what I get to do every day. Well, okay. Phil, I'm not letting you get away that easy, okay? We're going to go because you have this storied, you have this storied career. So you're not going to just jump to the future. We got to we got to talk about the past a little bit. 
let you know you mentioned it so now i can mention it you had to fire bob grant who was you know a giant in talk radio he um, was and and just so why don't you just tell us a little bit about what that's like because that was probably a very big 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 deal for you so you know what did he say yeah. what were the circumstances how, who told you you had to do what and then how did you do what yeah it was a horrible time because bob was our number one host he had made a comment that the company felt was offensive. Uh, he was talking about uh, a plane that crashed in Bosnia with the secretary of uh, the interior or, or one of those cabinet level positions. Ron Brown was on that plane. He was the only black cabinet member that Bill Clinton had. And Bob had been a critic of Ron Brown. So a caller called up and said, well, you must be happy that this plane crashed because you don't like Ron Brown. And and Bob made a joke about it. He said, well, uh, you know, uh, with with my luck, there'll be one survivor walking out of that plane, and it'll probably be Ron Brown. And that's all it took to fire him. Now, Bob had said some things over his career that had been highly controversial and insensitive. And in fact, some people considered it a racist uh, or, or him a racist. I don't think he was. I just think he would make comments that were insensitive and controversial. And and finally, people lined up to put a target on his well, back. But, but and, it was also, wasn't it the fact that Disney owned WABC at the time and they had a certain image that they were protecting? That's right. Uh, they didn't want protesters standing outside Disney World because of something Bob Grant said on a radio station that they didn't even want to own. If you remember, Disney bought ABC because of the TV network and because of ESPN. They ended up getting a bunch of radio stations, including the seven biggest talk stations in the nation, WABC being the biggest one. So, but, but Disney didn't really care about us. They didn't want us, and they didn't need the controversy that Bob Grant brought. So sooner or later, Bob crossed the line, and I had to fire him. And tell me, tell me how you how you actually fired a giant like Bob Grant. Yeah, I brought him into my office. I I was actually out of the state. We had a manager's meeting in Florida. They sent me back to fire him. I called him in before the show, and uh, I actually choked up. I mean, I was so emotional that I couldn't spit it out. And Bob said, "Phil, you look like you're trying to fire me." And I said, "Unfortunately, I am." That's what we have to do. And uh, look, he was such a gentleman. Uh, I then had to call Curtis Sliwa and tell him, guess what? Three o'clock today, you're going on the air and you're going to announce to our listeners that Bob has been fired. And for three hours, Curtis took calls of listeners giving us grief over that because Bob was really an institution in New York City radio. And so it was a, it was a very traumatic time. And I knew that it would take me five years to rebuild the damage. I just didn't know if they would give me the time. Fortunately, they did. And uh, we were able to get it back to where we were. Well, tell me now, you know, you said something about, uh, you know, you put Sean Hannity on the air. Now, Sean, Sean is a, a giant, right? Sean was, I mean, he tells everyone, he, you know, he was pumping gas in a gas station. So tell us how you found Sean Hannity. Yeah, well, Sean was in Atlanta doing radio at a station called WGST. And as soon as I got to WABC, he called me and wanted to come back to New York. He grew up in uh, Long Island. He wanted to be on WABC. I just didn't have an opening. And I thought he was also a little young for the I was 32. 
And, and, and I thought, that's a little too young. He's not quite ready. He's too green. And then we fired Bob Grant. Then Sean called me and said, I'm the guy to replace Bob Grant. And I said, I don't think you are, but I'll hire you. You were he, At that time, he was interviewing for this startup cable channel called Fox News Channel. And nobody <laughs> ever heard of it. And, and I said, why don't you come up here, take that job, and as soon as you get settled, you call me and I'll find you a place. You put a clause in your contract that gives you the right to do a radio show for me. Because, you know, those things, they don't happen by accident. So he put a clause in his contract. They had no idea that we were already talking. And he had the right to do radio for me. And so he called me and we hired him. I put him on at 11 o'clock at night. And he was number one, his first book, his second book, third book, fourth book. Then we decided, all right, he's ready to go into afternoon drive compete with Bob Grant on WOR. And within, I don't know, a couple of weeks, we had this little story break that Sean took ownership of, and it was called Monica Lewinsky. And it didn't take him long (laughs) before he was beating Bob Grant. Real quick, before we have to take a quick break, Phil, to pay commercials, and I'm sure you're happy to pay for this with commercials, which I know you're happy about. Um, I love it. I'm sure a lot of people called you, I'm the next Bob Grant, I want to replace Bob Grant. Wouldn't you, am I right? Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, Everybody wanted that job, even though it was a difficult job to slide into his shoes. Uh, I mean, who wants to look? I learned this a long time ago. You never want to be the guy to replace a legend. You want to be the guy that replaces the guy that tried to replace a legend. Uh, So that's why I wouldn't put Sean. I didn't want to put Sean in the shoes of Bob Grant because I thought it would damage him. So I put about a year and a half between that and that, and that's how we got Sean Hannity in Afternoon Drive. Sean Hannity owes you a tremendous debt of gratitude. Let me me take a quick break, and we'll come back with Phil Boyce, the boss of the Salem Radio Network. So um, my, my friend Susan is doing really well, and that's because she's got a great product. She is going to be the person who comes to your house, sits down with you, and explains to you what Rhino Shield is all about. That, yes, it is a paint, you know, the way we think of it conventionally as painting something, but it's, it's not paint. It's a ceramic coating. They did it to my house. I watched it happen. And I just want to explain the process to you one more time. You call Susan. I'm going to give you the number in a second. <clears throat> She'll give you the options to have... No payment, no interest financing for one year. She'll talk about, if you mention my name or you mention AM970, the answer, the discount she'll work out with you eventually if you get there. But then you'll do the fun part. That's the business part. Then you'll do the fun part. She'll either come to your house or ask you to take pictures of your house and send them to her. And then she'll use computer imaging and she'll show you what the exterior of your house would look like in all different colors. In my house, she even showed me like two different colors. She's like, well, we could do... The top half, like surrounding the roof, like well, not even the half, the top eighth or two or quarter, and it could be a dark, a lighter gray, and then the lower part could be a darker gray, or we could flip it, and you could do white and gray and blue. It's fantastic. You can play with it all day long, and it's really hard to make a decision. And the thing is this: you better make the right decision, because because Rhino Shield is ten times thicker than paint. There's a twenty-five year warranty. Think about that for a second. 25 Think about where you were 25 years ago. Think about where you were in your life 
25 years ago. Phil Boyce was only on the air in WABC for two years 25 years ago. I think I got that math right. So, if your house peels, chips, cracks, if there's mold, if there's mildew, you just call Rhino Shield and they will fix it. You will never have to consider painting maybe ever again, or at least for a very long, long time. And Rhino Shield is going to increase the value of your home because it lowers your energy costs because it holds the hot air in during the wintertime when you have the heat on. And right now, when it's sweltering out, it keeps your cool air-conditioned air inside your home. And now Susan is offering no payments, no interest financing for one year, that along with the strongest discount yet, 20% off for anyone who requests a free quote by August the 31st. Call today and lock in your 20% discount. Call Susan at 877-744-6608. That's 877-744-6608. Or go to rhinoshieldofnewyork.com, rhinoshieldofnewyork.com, and tell Susan Arthur sent you. Hi, this is Judge Kamins, a partner at Idala Bertuna and Kamins, and where Arthur Idala of the Arthur Idala Power Hour works at his 24-7 day job. In 2014, I retired from the bench to join ABK, which is a full-service preeminent boutique firm that has been helping New Yorkers when legal problems arise. ABK is uniquely qualified to assist New Yorkers who have a wide range of legal problems, from personal injury claims and civil litigation to criminal defense and trusts and estates. I personally work on appellate matters, attorney disciplinary matters, and complex legal issues with a dedicated group of attorneys who provide a team approach to each case. There is no legal problem too big or small for this talented and hardworking legal team. So when you think of the Idala Power Hour, also keep in mind ABK, the power legal firm. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. The Arthur Idala Power Hour is sponsored in part by the good people at Freehold Mitsubishi in Freehold Township, New Jersey. America's been thunderstruck by the all-new 2022 Mitsubishi Outlander. Get high style without the high price, plus an industry-leading 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain limited warranty. Drive one today at Freehold Mitsubishi for the best selection and outstanding customer service. Just a short ride from anywhere in the metro tri-state area. Visit FreeholdMitsubishi.com or call 732-863-2788. We're back to the Arthur Idala Power Hour with New York City's preeminent trial attorney and quintessential New Yorker, attorney Arthur Idala. So we are back here with Phil Boyce. He is a talk radio legend. Uh, a very, besides being a very nice man, anyone who's listened to talk radio for any amount of time, uh, again, going back now here in the city for uh, 27 years, uh, you will know the name of Phil Boyce. Uh, he is really considered a, a, a mastermind, and it's because he's proven to be one. He just told you about how he made Sean Hannity, basically. What about Mark Levin? You, you mentioned his name as well. Tell me your history with Mark. Yeah, well, uh, during the Clinton impeachment years, uh, Mark Levin uh, was a frequent guest on Sean's show on Fox. And one day, he brings him over to the radio station, and I see Mark Levin walking down the hallway. And I bring him in, and I say, look, I think you've got all the skills and the gifts to be a talk show host. Have you ever thought about it? And he said, well, I thought about it, but I never thought I'd have the opportunity. 
And, and I said, well, why don't I give you that opportunity? Why don't you do uh, Sundays, noon to two? I had a little opening there, sort of my developmental slot. And I'll teach you how to do talk radio. And uh, even if you're not good at first, you'll learn it. And, uh, you know, it's funny. I went to my boss, who is a good friend of mine today, Tim McCarthy, who was the general manager He's of the WABC. Best. He's the He's best. He's great. Well, Tim is cheap, though. He, he, he wouldn't give me the money to pay Mark Levin anything. So I said, you mean I can hire him but not pay him? He said, yeah, that's right. So I called Mark, and I said, Mark, good news and bad news. I can put you on Sundays, noon to two. The bad news is I can't pay you right now. I don't have any money in my budget. And he went in and took the job. I mean, he wanted to see if he was any good at talk radio. And he thought, well, if, if voice will teach me, I'll uh, have a good learning experience. Yeah, we didn't pay him for 14 months. And finally, and, I, and it was all illegal. I mean, it, it, you know, he was violating <laughs> after rules. But, you have the right uh, to remain silent, by the way. You have the right to I remain know, silent. I know. <laughs> I think the statute of limitations says expired. <laughs> yes, but, correct. Uh, we finally did start paying Mark, and he's now making millions of dollars doing that, that the nationally syndicated show because he got really good at it. And after a couple of years, we took him national just like we did Sean Hannity. And, you know, you, so you're talking about things from the 90s, and now we're in 2022. Almost, we're getting close now to 2023. Phil Boyce, you know, you've been around for a long time. Give me a, a state of the union of radio, and in particular, AM talk radio, and, you know, what you see as the, the current state of it and what the future is, especially considering this podcast universe that has just blown up over the last, I would say, five years. I mean, there's more than half a million podcasts out there. And, um, I mean, they're all competing. And, and uh, so, Phil Boyce, you know, you, you have your fingers on the pulse. Tell me, give us the State of the Union of the radio here on the Author Idala Power Hour. Well, I don't think you're ever going to replace talk radio or, or over-the-air terrestrial radio. But I do think more markets are going to open up, and podcasting is one of them. We started the Salem Podcast Network about a year and a half ago when we were able to get our hands on Charlie Kirk and Dinesh D'Souza. And both of those guys have just exploded. And in the last year, we've added 22 podcasts to the Salem Podcast Network. And we're doing 17 million downloads a month. And it's just an amazing growth cycle. And I have to tell you, when I started in radio, I didn't know anything about podcasting. There wasn't any podcasting. So I've had to learn that part of the business. But it's fascinating. It's fun. Uh, and then, of course, now we've started the Salem News Channel, which is our over-the-top television network that uh, you can see on SalemNewsChannel.com. You can see it on Roku or Apple Fire Stick. You can download the apps, and you can watch us. 24-7-365. A lot of it is radio talent. We put cameras in front of everybody, but some of it is unique talent that's just on television with us. Andrew Wilkow, every day at 5 p.m. He's on Sirius XM every day, noon to 3. Then he comes over and does an hour of TV for us, and we're building that thing out, and we're going to have more shows as we come along. These are just going to be additions to talk radio and to stations like AM 970, The Answer. Uh, this station will always be there. You'll always be able to hear us uh, delivering this over the air. But there's other new ways to get us. The difference between radio and, say, podcasting, radio is generally live, and you can right. call in and you can interact. Podcasting is generally recorded, and, you, and it's on demand. So, like, if you've got a favorite host and you can't listen to him today at noon, 
you can listen to it later at five o'clock and download it and just listen whatever you can. So it's about a matter of convenience. Yeah, I, I would also tell you from a host point of view, that would be me here. There's a different there's a different level of excitement and energy when I do it live than the occasional time when I have to pre-record. Uh, and the same was true, you know, as you know, Phil, I was on the Fox News channel for 12 and a half years and it was 99% of it was live. And, you know, we made mistakes and that was kind of the fun of it. And the fun of it was the potential to make a mistake. But it's also, I look at the radio as my friend. Like, I actually look at the box, the radio box. I'm like, oh, there's my buddy. So when I'm alone yeah. in the morning or I'm alone in the afternoon, I, um, I, I and, and there's something with knowing that other person on the other end of that radio is is live and talking to me in real time. I don't know. Maybe I'm old-fashioned, but is, there's something a little special about that. No, no, no question about it. Radio has, is, has this ability to build a bond between the listener and the host, and you get the feeling as a listener that you know that host. And uh, I, I, I was in to see a, a new doctor of mine down here in Florida because I'm living here most of the time now, and, and uh, he started telling me about New York City and how he used to listen to this guy on the radio named Bob Grant, and he used to say, get off my phone. And, and I said, you know, I was his boss in those years. And he was stunned. He opened his jaw, and he said, I can't believe that. I'm honored to treat you as – I mean, it's just like he still to this day, and that was 20 years ago, remembers what Bob Grant said and how he was as a host. And that's the kind of impact that you guys on the air can have. By the way, you did a great live read for Rhino Shield. You're really good at this. Maybe you should consider this as your main career. Um, the reason why I, I, I don't think I would do that, Mr. Boyce, is um, I, I don't ever want to be called into Phil Boyce's or Jerry Crowley's office and saying, hey, you did something wrong on the radio. and you're, you're... Oh, okay. So I think... <laughs> I think Whoops. Phil Boyce just gave me a wonderful compliment, and then his phone dropped out. And I am so glad it hits the issues on his side uh, of the of the uh, the radio dial, and not on our side. So <clears throat> I'm not looking to uh, blow too much smoke here, but you know Phil Boyce is known in the world of of talk radio. And if you're listening, obviously you're a talk radio fan. Um, he is known as being you know the creme de la creme. Uh, and the, the last part I want to talk to him about is, you know, he spoke a lot about WABC and, um, I want to talk to him a little bit more about Salem and what he's done. And he, I mean, he made, he and Jerry Crowley, this dynamic duo have turned Salem into a, a powerhouse. Um, so, okay, Phil, you back with me? It's Arthur again. I, I am back and I, I'm sorry. I got kicked off the cell phone here. But, I'm so know, glad it was your fault. It was mine. <laughs> Uh, you you, uh, you mentioned Jerry Crowley. So when I was hired 10 years ago to run the New York stations for Salem, the first person I wanted to hire was Jerry Crowley. We had competed against each other all those years, WABC and WOR. And uh, I thought, who better to hire than a guy like Jerry, who had been in the market for so long, knew where the bones were buried in New York radio. And he just does a terrific job for us. We're so lucky to have him. He's just a terrific guy overall. And uh, let me answer before I, because I, I want to talk to you about Salem and that, that Talkers Magazine article that talks about what a powerhouse you guys have grown Salem into. But what is the cultural, in radio, cultural differences between WABC and WOR, historically speaking? 
I don't know. It, it, they're both 50,000-watt flamethrowers, uh, originally grandfathered in by the FCC, so they both have unbelievably terrific signals. Both can reach 25 states at night, and uh, they, they grew up in a little bit of a different way, uh, WABC being a rock and roll radio station. I mean, if you go back to the years of Cousin Brucie and Dan Ingram, uh, WABC flipped the switch to talk in 1982 and uh, wasn't really very good as a talk station for a number of years. And it, it wasn't until they got Bob Grant that they really started to be good. Meanwhile, WOR had John Gambling and then his father and then his grandfather. I mean, they had a legacy of the gambling family that goes back to the 1920s. It's kind of unbelievable. I mean, uh, both of them grew up in kind of a different way, but today are kind of doing the same thing. And, of course, WOR was able to get their hands on Rush Limbaugh and Sean Hannity, and that made a difference for them. But I think WABC today is beating them and is – I, I just love John Katsimatidis. I love what he's done for WABC. He cares about the station, and uh, he's building it back into a powerhouse like it was before. Now, I you know, I was going to say, what do you mean they started doing talk radio in 82? I remember listening to talk radio before that, but it was on WMCA, which is one of your stations now. Um, but that's, that's where right. I heard Barry Gray and Barry Farber and what was it? Long and John Bob Silver. Grant. And of course, Bob Grant. I mean, I, my mother had it yeah. on, Phil, in the house all the time. And the two times I can remember me being a true beneficiary, I believe both took place in the month of August. I believe one year apart. Both times I was on the street playing sewer to sewer baseball, wiffle ball. One time she called me in <laughs> she to tell me that Elvis Presley died. And then the next, the, the, then she called me in and made me cry to tell me that Thurman Munson's plane crashed. And, oh wow! Uh, that really bummed me out, but it was only it was always on the radio. I mean, my, the, the talk radio was on, on a, until, but you know, also what I used to enjoy that's gone now was the variety of shows on talk radio. Phil, it wasn't all politics all the time. It wasn't all news. You had Arthur Schwartz with Food Talk. You had Joan Hamburg. Uh, Joan Hamburg. You had the Dolans with the Money Talk. You know, it was it was much more mixed back then yeah. than it is now where it's kind of just and that's why to be honest with you since you're the boss here but you know i i'm a lawyer i'm very much involved in politics i could do law and politics all day long but i don't on monday nights i have lauren fix on talking about the automobile industry and then i have lauren conlon on talking about the entertainment industry you know i tried woman on talking about colors and how different colors affect your mood and affect your life i just think that sometimes people they're inundated with it on their phones and the elevator uh, TV on the and the taxi TV. It's just you know, like let's let's change the subject. It's not just about Democrats and Republicans and and the Congress and the presidency. And I guess you know if I'm yeah. wrong, I won't be long for the airwaves of Salem. But I, you know I'm just no. trying to keep people entertained. I think there's a market for what you're doing. But, you know, keep in mind, we're in this culture war in America, and uh, the left has pretty much taken over every institution. They own the mainstream media. Uh, they own, uh, you know, the New York Times and Washington Post. Uh, they own a the educational system. And uh, so the, 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 we're fighting this culture war with one arm tied behind our back, and Salem is one of those companies that does have – an ideological worldview. We sometimes talk about the Salem worldview. And basically the Salem worldview is we believe in America and we want to save it. We believe in the Constitution. 
Uh, we're uh, a Christian company. We're a pro-life company. So uh, we kind of have to get involved in this culture war a little bit. But that doesn't mean that there's not a market for other things. As you pointed out, uh, people want to talk about all kinds of things. And that's why talk radio is always going to be around. And shows like yours will always be around. Well, I, I, I hope so, because I do enjoy this. I mean, God bless Jerry Crowley for finding, and obviously with your blessing, you know, I, I couldn't do this show at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. But after a long day of work and being in court and, and working on cases and helping people, you know, I, I find the time in this evening. And, and people, a lot of people, Phil, are, they're in their cars, or a lot of my friends and family are they're home cooking and preparing dinner, and they, they don't have time to put eyeballs on the screen, and they're listening, and, uh, you know, it's it's... It's such an honor. I we got about a minute left, Phil. Just tell us what you know. What do you see in the future in your crystal ball for Salem? Well, look, Salem's going to keep building, and you know that article you referred to was great. Talkers Magazine, which is sort of the Bible of talk radio and uh, the new talk media, decided to write this long piece about Salem and how we have become a giant in conservative media. They talked about the Salem Podcast Network, the Salem News Channel, and the movie that Salem bankrolled. I don't know if you know this, but 2,000 Mules was a Salem movie. We invested $3 million in the movie. We've now made $14 million, and it's told a story of some shenanigans that went on in the November 2020 election. So we're going to be doing more stuff like that and continuing to build all of our products. So we're not going anywhere. This culture war is going to be here for a long time. All right. Well, there you got it, folks. The, uh, the great Phil Boyce. Phil, thank you so much. Um, I wanted Arthur, to talk to you about you. what I wanted to talk to you about what life is like in Florida, but there's plenty of people I can talk about what life is like in Florida. You're one of the <laughs> you, really one of the handful of people who have you know. I mean, God bless John Katzimatidis and other people uh, who are in the world of radio, but very very few people have your pedigree, have your resume. Uh, so it's really been a, a treat to hear from you, and I hope uh, you'll jump on again and uh, you know grace us with your presence here on uh, AM 970. Anytime you need me, Arthur, I'll be here. And you just keep doing what you're doing. You're great. And, uh, you know, the 6 o'clock hour is perfect for you. So everybody should be listening to you on the way home. All right. Thanks so much. Ladies and gentlemen, Phil Boyce, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Freehold Mitsubishi in Freehold Township, New Jersey, is proud to be an automotive leader in our area and sponsor of the Arthur Idala Power Hour. Mitsubishi dreamers, designers, and engineers are redefining choices in mobility for a whole new generation of independent, modern, and savvy consumers who want value, like the new redesigned 2022 Mitsubishi Outlander featuring its industry-leading Mitsubishi 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain limited warranty. Visit Freehold Mitsubishi today, freeholdmitsubishi.com, or call 732-863-27. Hi, Kevin McCullough, a huge wellness night on Radio Night Live tonight. Do not miss Dr. Michael Macari. Do not miss the OG Nicole Sapphire. And do not miss Melinda Keller. We kick it all off at 7 o'clock right after Arthur right here on AM 970 The Answer. Today, it's Wellness Wednesday on Radio Night Live with Kevin McCullough. 
sponsored by Balance of Nature, the whole fruit and vegetable capsule, delivering your maximum nutrition in every dose. 100% whole food nutrition with the taste, smell, and color of pure fruits and veggies, as nature intended just for you. Try them now and see for yourself. 35% off and free shipping. Call now, 800-2468-751 or balanceofnature.com. And don't miss Wellness Wednesday, tonight at 7 p.m. on AM 970. The Answer. Imagine you're relaxing on the sky deck of a beautiful yacht as it cruises through New York Harbor. The iconic skyline creates a picturesque backdrop as you sip a delicious summer cocktail with your feet up, taking in the sun and scenic views, finding refuge from traffic that plagues the tri-state area. On board, a tranquil cruise. Sounds like an impossible dream, right? Well, all of this can be your reality on board the Atlantis with New York Cruises. Fully insured and Coast Guard certified, this three-deck yacht is fantastic. Family-owned and operated with over 40 years of boat building and marine experience, Captain Fred and the Atlantis will make any event a great time. Comfort, luxury, attention to detail is what the Atlantis and New York cruises are all about. Experience the sophistication of cruising around Manhattan in style on your wedding day, birthday, anniversary, corporate event, or you know what, for no occasion at all. Call 212-633-1231 or visit NewYorkCruises.com. Want more AM 970 The Answer? Take us on the go with our Listen Live feature at am970theanswer.com or download our AM 970 The Answer app today. Just go to the iPhone App Store or Google Play Store and search AM 970 The Answer. If you love Broadway, movies, and music, then tune in to Broadway at the Russian Tea Room, Sunday afternoons at 5. Host Rob Taub interviews the biggest stars, writers, and directors, plus film and theater critics, along with people behind the scenes, from doctors and fitness experts to casting directors, stagehands, and dressers. It's the only show of its kind, and it's right here on AM 970, The Answer. Kevin McCullough is next on AM 970, The Answer. Happy birthday, Carlos Santana. Sam Bellino, how old is he? He would be 75 years younger. He still got it. He still got it. I'm going to go see the Stones. They're older than him. Well, that was a real treat, you know. I mean, Phil Boyce is, uh, he's the man. Uh, not only Salem, but I mean, he's just a man in the industry. And what I said at the end is only a handful of people uh, that have his pedigree and resume in this industry. It's true. He mentioned Tim McCarthy. He mentioned uh, Jerry Crowley. And, and and Phil and I'm sure if I mention if I mention this to Crowley, he can name five or six other people. But it's kind of a a very tight universe. Um, you know, there's some guys in the talk radio uh, world who uh, who have been around as as program directors. Sam, you know, any names come to mind for you? In the talk radio world, oh, so many names. Um, I mean, you. But can't, I mean that that not... stature, that that class of like, you know, and, I'm, and I don't mean hosts. I mean the guys who are making the radio happen. Oh, well, Phil Boyce, I mean, his career is just, on paper, is just legendary, historic, as well as Jerry Crowley. And, you know, I hopefully, I follow in their footsteps being operations manager of this station as well. Oh, look at that little plug for Sam Bellino. <laughs> All right, you're allowed, you're allowed. Um, 
So I, I played, uh, I, well, I shouldn't say I played hooky. I worked last night after the show. Um, Lauren come left and I grabbed a quick bite and uh, like a little bite and uh, to eat because I didn't eat all day, which is stupid. You know, I don't want to tell you, speaking of eating, um, Kevin McCullough's got a great guest on. He's got a great show, uh, Wellness Wednesdays, and he's going to have um, Melinda Keller on. And she... Um, she was, I think, on Piscopo or Murano's. Uh, she was she was a sponsor of one of their shows on AM 970, The Answer. And I went to go see her, and she really did change my life in, in terms of my health. Um, probably the biggest takeaway that she taught me was the whole intermittent fasting thing, which I basically made part of my life. And it's been very helpful. Um, it's very simple. I just skip breakfast. Like there's only a, like an eight hour window during the day where you could eat. And it doesn't mean you eat like a, an animal or like you know, overeat. Um, so I, you know, I, I don't eat, I eat from 1 PM and I try to finish eating by like eight, eight thirty the latest. And then from eight, eight thirty the latest until 1 PM the next day, I don't eat anything. I don't really put any sort of ca- calories in my system. If I have some coffee, it's just black coffee. It's black water. I'll drink a lot of seltzer or San Pellegrino, um, and it's definitely helped. So I would strongly advise listening to uh, the McCullough Show tonight and, and to get your health going. Um, it's Wednesday, so it's Luca night. Um, he's here. He's a camp counselor. He's a uh, counselor in training, I should say. He got the award uh, last week as being the counselor of the week, and it's the first time they gave it to a counselor in training. So I'm as you all, everyone who listens to this show knows how proud I am of Luca. And I, um, I, so I, because I worked really late last night, I came home early enough today to get Arthur around three 30 and we went to the park. It was hot, real hot, super hot. Um, but we had a lot of fun and we ran into the sprinklers and it was just, just wonderful. So, um, tomorrow's going to be, uh, my last show for about a week, but we got some great fill in hosts. I'm going to go do a little vacation, a little RR, a little exploration, but um, we'll be here tomorrow, and I'll fill you in. Have a great night. Stay cool, folks. Nice and easy. Nice and slow. See you tomorrow. The preceding program, sponsored by Freehold Mitsubishi. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.